This is our only chance. We have to take it. We need Kong. The world needs him. To stop what's coming. And this child. She's the only one he'll communicate with. I knew that they had a bond. She had nowhere to go, so I made a promise to protect her. And I think that in some way, Khan did the same. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special new release episode of Not Your Father's Movies. I'm Vito. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. And I personally am coming at you with some big Godzilla energy. I don't know about uh, Vito and Mike, though. I I am here full Godzilla. I've been hearing so much pro-Kong. And I just want to come out and say Kong is fine. Kong is okay. I love Godzilla. Personally, I'm I'm here with some Mechazilla energy right now. <laughs> you guys are going to have to defeat me together. Wait, no. No, you can't defeat me because I, you're both Godzilla, so I'm going to win. I, <laughs> just, I think I'm two Godzillas would have had no problem with Mechagodzilla. No, no, no. I'm just going to say. Wow. Uh, yeah. You know, it's funny. We had talked on this pod about doing spoilers and then like right out of the gate. <laughs> it's in all the trailers. It's in all the trailers. Come on. Anyway, today, today we are covering, of course, our new release came out uh, late March. Late March. Um, and then to streaming services here in early April. Uh, it's Godzilla versus Kong the fourth in the MonsterVerse series of movies. A series of movies, a franchise that I consistently forget exists but there there's yeah. four movies in it that's kind of amazing i kind of like die a little bit inside saying it's the monster verse mm-hmm. you know but also it's also cool the, the, the corporate branding is it's legendary pictures monster verse so if, you, if that makes you feel oh. any better <laughs> uh, i think it's the exact opposite of that actually actually yeah, they're in association with warner brothers i don't know if that is that a part of the, the official name i would love it if it was <laughs> up on the marquee it says legendary pictures monster verse godzilla so- versus kong in, in association, association with, with, warner with warner brothers it's great it's great but that's what we were talking about today we all watched it and we all were kind of like hey you know what would be really fun is talking about something that is very classically dad, which is kind of a garbage monster movie. And I think that's what we have right here. (laughs) Oh, in spades. spades. Um, Maybe I can just walk us through, because I think maybe for the average listener that doesn't just watch all new movies because they're new movies like myself, then, which is, by the way, a disease, and no one should ascribe to that. (laughs) Uh, Maybe I can just walk us through the history briefly. As I mentioned, this is the fourth film in the 
Legendary Pictures Monsterverse in association with Warner Brothers Entertainment. Uh, Good job. Nice. <laughs> thank you. Nice. I nailed it. Uh, previous ones being the first see. one is Godzilla from 2014, which is a reboot directed by Gareth Edwards, kind of a horror monster director himself. Did any of us see I that I saw it one? in theaters. Yeah. It's really boring. That's what I heard, which is why I avoided it. it. It's wildly wow. boring, um, but it's filmed actually very close to where some of us have lived in the past. So that's kind of fun. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I remember being so excited because I love Godzilla and going to theaters to see that. And I remember sitting for, I think, probably about an hour and 20 minutes watching Brian Cranston and Aaron Taylor Johnson have a father-son thing, a lot of drama, not talking. And every time Godzilla came on the screen, they found a reason to shut a door so you couldn't see him. And that was really that was really annoying. And then like the <laughs> final 15 minutes, like, it's Godzilla. And you're like, yes, it's the movie. And then the movie's over. And you go, wow, that was the opposite of a fun tease. I did not enjoy that. Wow. That's that's awful. Yeah, people really like it though. I don't really know why, because I, I have not wanted to return to it. Interesting. Anyway, that's interesting. Uh, then we get Kong Skull Island. Sorry, they they probably didn't have a budget to animate or to get to pay Godzilla to come on. They had and... a huge budget. It was yeah. enormous, and they spent a lot of it on like but, soldier yeah. stuff. But Godzilla, his his price tag's pretty big. You know, he his contract is always very large, and well, he has to make at least ten million dollars every minute he's on screen. I have to tell you that he does come with a substantial <laughs> price tag, but he will waive it if you feed him with the blood of innocents. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. It's a, it's a, like a little rider on his contract. How much <laughs> blood does he need to subsist? It depends innocence? on how much screen time he has. You know. Interesting. Sometimes a whole city of San Francisco needs. Sometimes. Are there any innocents in the city of San Francisco? I think San Francisco would say so. (laughs) 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 Moving Um, on. Unless you have something. But also it it sounds very much like they tried to make like a Cloverfield. Oh yeah. Which was a big deal back in the day and did only show the monster for a whopping total of like three. Yeah. You don't ever get like a clear picture of the monster. Do you? Not until the very, very end. It's quite grainy. Very grainy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a, that was a mm-hmm. cool movie. That one's cool. We, we should cover that we sometime. We should cover that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that that's 2014. In 2017, three years later, um, we get Kong Skull Island. This one directed by Jordan Vogt Roberts, who actually has directed a movie that Mike likes a lot, Kings of Summer. Really? That's by him. Yeah. Dude, that's a great movie. Are we going to cover it someday? We're definitely going to cover that sometime. <laughs> I've that never is seen another. It. That's definitely a dad movie. Wow. Like, straight up. Wow. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Wow. Well, you'd like Kong Skull Island. So now we're going to talk about uh, Kings of Summer. It is awesome. <laughs> like that scene when he's hitting the thing. I have not his, seen it. Yeah. Okay. It's a good one. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. Yeah, that's yeah. A, not what? Oh it. my gosh, dude. Oh, all right. Well, we're, yeah, we're going to talk about it. Now I'm really have to excited watch for you guys to see it. Oh, it's so good. Cool. Yeah, me too. Because I did watch Skull Island and I really, really liked yeah. Skull Island. Uh, way more than I thought I would. I thought it was going to be a really dumb monster movie. And instead it was like a Vietnam sort of throwback with, with some horror involved. Uh, It was way more gruesome than I, than I thought it was going to be and way more horror esque than I thought it was going to be. And it was great. I really liked that one. It had the perfect balance between monster and, and humans trying to accomplish their mission. The whole movie. Absolutely agreed. Yeah, it's it's definitely my, it's cl- far and away my favorite of of these MonsterVerse films. And I, I kind of wish that we go back Legendary Pictures, to that. MonsterVerse, in association with Warner Brothers films is what you mean. <laughs> Warner Brothers Entertainment, Mike. So, yes, uh, that's what I mean. 
Because remember, they're a multi multi branded content company. So that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but I love Skull Island. I think I think it's so impressive. I think the stuff that's going on there visually is just not something that we really see a lot, and it's it's mm-hmm. thrilling. Um, you're right about the horror. I love the crazy, nasty monsters and the crazy, gnarly stuff that they do to the people. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, they do regurgitate a little more than I had wanted because I was feeling a little sick at the time and I was watching it. I was like, oh, this is this is not what I need. <laughs> but Tom Hiddleston slicing through like weird little demon creatures wearing a gas mask with a ninja sword. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah, dude, that cast is so amazing. It's Tom Hiddleston, Samuel Jackson. You know what? Let's not get too into that one. Amazing cast, great movie. But there's also a third movie, which is uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which came out in 2019. Mm -hmm. Directed by Michael Doherty, uh, who's also a big horror writer himself. And I'll get to him a little bit later in the writers section. But it, it is the least successful of these. And I say that, having Godzilla be so boring, at least Godzilla's a very, a very, it's a movie that has a clear beginning, middle and end with characters that have arcs that make sense. And King of the Monsters is a very flimsy excuse to have Godzilla fight um, multiple monsters. Ah, Man, it's, it's just, it's such an ambitious plot that is not able to, to have its fulfillment happen basically. But like, it's, it's a really cool idea, and it's got so many cool ideas, and it's not really able to focus on any of them. And sometimes it focuses on the humans way too much rather than Godzilla battling 50 monsters like it should have been. And that's like the main criticism against all of these, with the exception of Kong Skull Island, is there's just too much of the people. <laughs> there's too much of the human characters. You either need way more <laughs> and have it make sense or way, way less because yeah. they, they're given nothing to do. I mean, you have like Vera Farmiga and Charles Dance like playing eco-terrorists and King of the Monsters, but it doesn't make any sense and you really hate them. <laughs> I I really love the... Okay, I kind of loved that human story <laughs> in Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I love the fact there's this crazy cult that wants to bring back the monsters because they like they make life wherever they go, apparently. And so they want to bring them all back. And they are the ancient gods and they say they own Earth. Let's let's bring them all back in, you know, F humanity. I, and like, that's but a it's cool way idea. more boring like, than what you that, just described. <laughs> <laughs> it is. They choose the most boring way for it to happen. And that's that's what makes the movie sink. It's like cool idea. That is a terrible way to bring that yeah. about, though. I think the only real standout from that is is Kyle Chandler and Millie Bobby Brown and their relationship. I remember that being being compelling in, in some way. But that wraps up all of them, right? Mm-hmm. That's that it. That brings us to Godzilla King of the Mo- Godzilla pff, Godzilla versus Kong 2021, directed by Adam Wingard. Who, uh, if we we'll get into him in a second, I just want to mention where this sits in our chronology. This is the 36th film in the Godzilla franchise, the 12th in the King Kong franchise, and the fourth Godzilla movie completely produced by a Hollywood studio. As the 1998 Godzilla, directed by Roland Emmerich, has been rebranded as Zilla, who is a completely separate character and not Godzilla. And the Toho Company has done that because huh. the Toho Company owns Godzilla. They had this huge plan for there to be a bunch of American Godzilla movies. And when that movie did not perform as they wanted to, they rebranded the character and said, this is a separate thing. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. 
Whoa, whoa, that's the 98 yes, Godzilla? that character is now known. The one with Matthew that Broderick? That one is now known as, the movie is Godzilla, but the character is now Zilla, a completely separate character. Yep. Huh. Oh, that blows my mind a little bit. That is like, even though everybody says that movie sucks, and uh, I'm sure it does, because I haven't watched it in 10 sure. plus years. Like, I still love that I, movie. I'm right there with you. I love that movie so much. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it at some point, because I also haven't seen it in like 10 plus years. But I, re- I really, I've seen it a bunch. Like, I think me prior to being, you know, like 12, saw that movie like 30 times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a bunch of adults kept telling me that this wasn't good. Maybe yeah. my parents. And I was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. obviously the best movie It's ever Godzilla. Made. It's so cool. Yeah. It's- <laughs> we'll talk about it someday. I just, yeah. Yeah. Seeing the giant footprint on the news screen is like, oh, the monster's mm-hmm. coming and that that screech yeah. that unique Love godzilla it. screech that's not been in anything else yeah maybe that's maybe that's why i mean the toho company has owned godzilla since the 1950s it's their character they they are very choosy yeah with who gets to use it which i like that's cool yeah yeah it is cool that's why king kong is 12 movies and godzilla has 36 <laughs> <laughs> so bringing us to this movie though after all that we have adam wingard directing his previous credits are mostly horror um, he had he was a big breakout star because he directed Your Next and The Guest within about four years of each other, and those are very very good indie horror movies. Okay, they're really fantastic, very very fun. And then proceeded to make two movies that people really don't like, which was the continuation of the Blair Witch franchise under the guise of a completely different name, and only on opening night when you went into the theater and sat down did it tell you that it was a Blair Witch movie, which is a cool thing. It's not a very good movie. What was the name? I don't remember. It was something, it was something really, it was like the woods, I think. Oh, it was like the woods came out that it was actually Blair Witch. And everyone was so excited though, because it was just on Adam Wingard's name. Yeah. And then you sit down to a movie called the woods and on the screen comes up Blair Witch. Interesting. Big moment. Really. That is a big moment. And it just went downhill from there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not very good. But after that, he also has the death note remake based on the anime, which was based on the manga that is very like deeply beloved. Right. And that one is not very good either. I don't know how you think you can condense like five hours of story into an hour and a half Mm -hmm. Netflix movie. He tried. He did try. But the writer's room has a previous favorite and future favorite, Terry Rosio. Terry Rosio. Pirates of the Caribbean. Wink, wink. (laughs) <laughs> nudge nudge <laughs> uh, as well as most of other classic adventure films from my childhood Michael Doherty is also as a story credit he's got Krampus he also did a writing on X2 Superman Returns X-Men Apocalypse and then also his previous film Godzilla King of Monsters so he's really known for getting in these big rooms yeah with varying success huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> maybe he's the part that i never like i don't know maybe but i don't think there's really anything wrong with x2 right x2 is pretty much like a classic in our book we're gonna yeah, do it I someday so. right i think so yeah x2 was baller so. i think so and then and then x-men yeah. apocalypse is the one that we're we just really dread and never want to watch again yep yeah um, the third, the third story by credit is from Zach Shields, who's a frequent collaborator with Doherty. Screenplay credits are Eric Pearson, who shares a writing credit on Thor Ragnarok and Black Widow, which is interesting. Big year for that guy. Yeah. And uh, Max Borenstein, who has a writing or story credit on all of the MonsterVerse movies. That is the only person that I can tell that has a hand in all of them, which is interesting because they're so wildly different. Anything else to say about these makers before we get into cast? No. no, no, I got nothing. I got no. nothing. <laughs> I got absolutely nothing. Okay. 
So we got Alexander Skarsgård starring Skarsgård. Am I saying Skarsgård? Skarsgård. Yep. Yep. He's he's, uh, he's brother of Pennywise the Clown and of Gustav and Walter Skarsgård also, who are his brothers. Yep. Pennywise is his brother. Pennywise is a brother. They're 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 they've got a fun family. They do. Yeah. All over the place. I I feel like the Skarsgårds just show up wherever in like every yeah. single movie. I don't know. I always feel like, oh, there's another yep. Scars guard. Yep. Well, they're, they're all the son of uh, of Mad Eye Moody himself. Mad Eye Moody himself in an incredible actor, Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah. Like, he, anything anything that's good, he like shows up in it for a moment. You're like, oh, eventually. it's him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I really like him because he's in everything that's dumb. Yes. Like the original Thor. Yeah. <laughs> but then he's also like a very serious and respected actor who starred in the original Insomnia that Christopher Nolan remade. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow, this guy's, this guy's an actor. Like yeah. an actor. But he's he, in like weird, uh, weird, what, Danish movies as well? And I think he's, is he Danish or? Oh, I don't know. I, I have the, I, <laughs> I just want to know. <laughs> we, we can't, we just, we ask the question. We can't just let that go on. Exactly. Dutch, Dutch is people who live in Dutch land. Yeah. That's what I know. And Holland, Hollish people are from Holland. Yes. There yeah. we go. Man, his IMDB photo is, uh, oh man, guys, for all of our viewers, uh, his IMDB photo, just look it up. It looks normal at first if you look at the top half, and then he's not wearing. Yeah, <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård oh, yeah, in his right. underwear and a tuxedo. <laughs> what was that from? I don't like, know. Did he? Is that just what he does? I, I have no idea, but that is very interesting because I thought it was just normal picture. But to answer the question of where he's from, he's from Stockholm, ah, Swedish. We were all wrong. Swedish. Apologies. We are yes. we are Americans, and therefore utterly ignorant of, <laughs> of the world at large. We really try, guys. We really try. Hey, at least we know that Dutchland is a real place. Yeah, exactly. Writers from Dutchland, please tell us. <laughs> but that picture of him in a tuxedo and underwear is actually a nice springboard to talk about the actor Alexander himself, because he works constantly. He is in everything all the time, just like his father. Uh, he's good at comedies. He's good at horror movies. He's good at action movies. He's good at drama. Like he gets his big break in Generation Kill. You remember that HBO wow. miniseries from back when? Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. And deeply upsetting. Yeah. And he's very good at it. But then he does stuff like Melancholia for Lars von Trier with Kirsten Dunst. He does Zoolander 2. He's also in War on Everyone from the other McDonough brother. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Him and Michael Pena. And uh, he's also in the upcoming Robert Eggers film, The Northman. I'm very excited about very cool. that one's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> but coming next, we got Millie Bobby Brown. We all know Millie Bobby Brown. You mean Eleven. Eleven. Eleven has become a really good actress as she's grown <laughs> up playing playing a girl in real life yes. named Millie Bobby Brown, who is also an actress. It's this really interesting thing that she's doing. I think it's only because of her mind control powers that she's able to do it, really. Yeah. Are you saying that she has a surrogate that she is controlling who is Millie Bobby Brown? Or? No, no, no. She is acting as Millie Bobby oh, Brown. Oh, She see. is wearing a wig, though. Yeah. 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 We all need that. Feel bad for her dad. I hope Hopper comes back. Yeah, I hope he comes back too. But we'll she's see. in Stranger Things. We all know her. She's also very good in Enola Holmes. Did you guys see that? I didn't see it. I, I heard it was really oh, good. No. Like I, I'm just, I'm it's not fun. that huge. Like Sherlock Holmes kind of peaked for me in like season three of Sherlock. Yeah. And so I didn't, I didn't watch it, but it's on the list because I hear it's very good. They're, they're very, they're radically different interpretations. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's um, Henry Cavill is right. Is him. He's very good. Which is like a weird thing to do because Henry Cavill is better looking than I'd imagine Sherlock Holmes to be better looking than Robert Downey Jr. Yes. 
Yes. In, oh, Jesse. Unqualifiedly, Is yes. Henry Cavill better looking than Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. Yes. Your taste in men is very Dude, odd. Henry Cavill. <laughs> yeah. Henry Cavill has like the classic just like sheer male beauty, which is why he's Superman. Yeah. I, I guess. He is the Ubermensch. Buddy. I guess I, I guess I yeah. just was always just found Robert Downey more attractive. Maybe it's like a personality thing. He's got personality in his face. And Henry Cavill kind of looks a little smooth. That's true. I don't know. Listeners, write in. Who's hotter, Henry Cavill or Robert Downey Jr.? We really we need to know. We should ask our wives. We should ask our wives. We should have our, our wives write in. There we go. Oh, they yeah. need to tell us. Yeah. And that yeah. way I need to know if I need to become more acerbic and witty or more buff and gruff. That'll tell me. Yeah. Yeah. This will be an interesting thing to find out. We'll do it. We'll let you all know. Maybe. The, well, I also want to mention some people that we have awarded previous accolades to before. We have uh, Rebecca Hall here from previous episode, The Prestige. Playing a character. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. That's yeah. who that was. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> like Rebecca Hall, Rebecca Hall, Rebecca Hall. Oh, Rebecca Hall. <laughs> yeah, one of, one, of the, one of the three yeah. women in The Prestige. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. The one that didn't die until a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But she's, she's also a pretty versatile actress. She's in future episode The Town. I'm just calling it right now. We're doing The Town, guys. Great. We're going to have to. Also, Iron Man 3, Vicky Cristina Barcelona. And I just want to shout out one of my favorites, Red Riding, The Year of Our Lord, 1974. It's fantastic. She's in it with Andrew Garfield. It's incredibly depressing. I've really, never even really heard beautiful. of this movie. It's really good. Yeah? I'll, I'll loan it to you. I have it on DVD. Oh, I'd lo- yeah. And I'll cool. send it to you too, Jesse. If you want to watch something super depressing. Okay. I promise you it's super okay. depressing. <laughs> well, when, when I'm in the mood, yeah. Dude, nothing makes me happier than being just really sad. It's, it's the first of a trilogy of increasingly sad movies. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're, they're really upsetting. Oh. But then we have Brian Tyree Henry, previous award winner for death, best dad speech in Into the Spider-Verse. We love Brian Tyree Henry. Oh, yeah. You mean Paperboy, right? I, I, Paperboy, Paperboy, stacking up that Paperboy. Yes, I do. <laughs> he's also Paperboy in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> so good. He's, he's so good, man. I, yeah, that's really We'll be great. talking about him later this year when he's in Eternals. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And then also Bullet Train. I'm making you guys do Bullet Train whenever that comes out. Brad Pitt plays an assassin on a train full of other assassins. So <laughs> <laughs> sounds great. I'm in. Last guy I want to mention before we get to our breakout star is uh, Shun Oguri, who is uh, a pretty well-known, very hardworking actor in Japan and is just kind of making his breakthrough into American cinema with this Godzilla versus Kong. He's been in a ton of movies. He has so many credits. In, in Japan. This man works tirelessly. And unfortunately, the only thing I really have seen and know him from is his voice work in the, the video game Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. He's very good in that. I think he's kind of underserved here, but- Yeah, he doesn't get much. I, I kind of hope he has more of a career because it, it's clear he works very hard. Yeah. And I would like to dig into some of the other stuff he's done. Cool. Real quick, before we go to the breakout star, I did want to shout out uh, Isaac Gonzalez, mm. who we will bring up in a future episode in Baby Driver, which comes out next week. It does. It comes out next week, and we bring her up. And we, I, I can't remember if we mentioned her in this. But yeah, she's in this, and she is hardly in this, but she deserves a shout-out because we mentioned She does. Her. And she's much better in Baby Driver because she has so much more to do. <laughs> yeah, she actually has something to do with Baby Driver rather than, I don't know, whatever. I don't know what she's doing here. And then there's Kyle Chandler, who... Is that guy who I always recognize? I'm like, oh, it's yeah. him. It's it's that classic dad actor who acts so dad, and 
usually plays yes. a dad. I think it's actually uh, in his contract. He, he must play a father. <laughs> <laughs> he plays a father here. He's also in the new uh, the new miniseries Catch Twenty Two as Colonel Cathcart, oh, yeah. uh, who's you know the main guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he he makes some appearances in Family Guy, and then he's also been in Super Eight and Argo, Zero Dark Thirty, The Spectacular. Now this guy's been in a lot of. You're stuff. missing the you're missing the really stuff. big one, dude. It's Friday Night Lights. It's Friday, Friday Night, Night Lights. Lights. It's Friday, Friday Night, Night Lights. Lights. Yeah. We're going to do Friday Night Lights at some point. That's one of the like few sports movies I actually really enjoy. Um, and the show was, is heartbreaking in its own way. But you're right. He is like a classic dad actor. And it's weird running down his list of movies because you're you're going, I've seen that. I've seen mm-hmm. that. I've seen that. Oh, holy cow. Have I seen everything this guy's been in? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Um, thank you for, for calling those out. I had kind of waffled on whether to include them. And I just love that you, you came through in the last minute with them. I appreciate it. I'm here for you. Uh, but we got to talk about our breakout star playing Gia is this little girl who I believe is nine, although it's a little hard to track down her exact birthday. And that's it is. good. Yes, that's very good. Grow up outside of Hollywood. <laughs> but it's Kaylee Hoddle. Kaylee Hoddle. This is her first official credit outside of being in a few commercials. She comes from four generations of deaf relatives on her father's wow. side. Um, she herself is deaf. Yeah. And that's... I, I was I would be amazed if a nine year old gave this performance, but with the added layer of her being able to communicate in sign language with Kong and be so present and emotional with everyone on the screen at all times. It, this is an astounding performance. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to lie, like spoilers for what I'm going to say next, not for the movie, uh, but I find almost all these performances very half hearted. And then hers is just like she makes she makes me buy Kong as a character because she represents Kong in a lot of ways throughout the entire movie. Uh, yeah, she really sells it. She's the best actress in this entire for sure, movie. For sure. I, I, I think that she has just a the field is wide open now. She's in she's in one of the most successful films to come out during the COVID-19 pandemic. She's in a movie that's helping to relaunch theater going. It's the biggest opener for HBO Max thus far. Like, and this is, and she's a pivotal key role. Like, I, I think we're going to be seeing yeah. a lot of her. I hope yeah. so. I would hope so too. Yeah. Especially with a sound of metal, we have seen like a rise in, in people who speak sign language or ASL in, in uh, Hollywood movies. So I hope she's a part of that surge. Yeah. She says her favorite actress. Uh, I, I don't remember the actress's name. Unfortunately, that's my bad. That's my ignorance. And I hope to kind of correct that. But her favorite actress is also a deaf actress. And I like that she is already at a young age kind of looking up towards those that have come before that have dealt with with this deafness yeah. in a really beautiful way and become great artists. All right. So I think that wraps up kind of everyone that we, we want to talk about at this juncture uh, in cast and crew. We had to mention a lot of people because there's just a lot of people here yeah. and a lot of people we've talked about. Yeah, and a lot of stuff that this like connects to in general, which is yeah. interesting. It's always interesting. It is into this uh, legendary pictures monsterverse in association with Warner Brothers Entertainment. Uh, <laughs> talking about our first impressions of legendary pictures monsterverse in association with, with Entertainment Warner Brothers Godzilla Entertainment. versus Kong. Uh, Jesse, what are your first impressions of this movie? Uh, I'm, we're giving star ratings right yeah. now, right? Um, okay, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna 
come out and say that I rate this movie and I've fluctuated between like two or two and a half stars and I'm going to settle on, on two and a half. Um, it's, it's, uh, like it deserves like a 50% effort because 50% effort was given to almost all the effort in this movie is given to Kong and Godzilla and their fight in Hong Kong and sort of with their fight on the boats. Cause they have like two I, fights. I love that fight on the boat. That fight on the boat's awesome. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the fight on the boat is, is good. It's a little short. And then, but there's like, Oh man, I don't really know what they're doing the entire time. Um, there's a lot of like, we have to do this thing. And it's like, why? <laughs> I don't know why we're here. <laughs> Just like, is there really no other option? Did you guys like go over your list and decide like, oh yeah, we have to like, we have to confirm the hollow earth theory is real. Like of all the things, I don't know why this has to be. <laughs> why does this have to power your robot? I don't know. Or or how. Also the how is, is, a, is a difficult <laughs> question for me. <laughs> Yeah, it's not only that we have MacGuffins, it's the fact that we don't know what the MacGuffins do, well, period. Well, it's just they... It's not just that we don't know how, why they, they, they work. They take the power, and they upload it into the cloud, and then they download it from the cloud into the computer. That, That's, everyone knows you can do that. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> everybody knows That's, you could just take power and download it from the cloud. That's why no one really understands why My Texas. electricity bill would be so no, cheap. That's why I haven't, I haven't paid so for electricity in like a decade. I'm just downloading it from the cloud. <laughs> you guys are freaking morons. You wouldn't download electricity. <laughs> I, you, <laughs> you wouldn't download a boat. You wouldn't download King Kong. You gotta Kong. use a VPN, but then you, you get that, that free electricity, you know? Yeah, that's that's it. You gotta have the VPN. That's it. That's it. The VPN. <laughs> oh, man. So this movie has, has great fight scenes. It's great to see King Kong and Godzilla there on screen. And that is actually phenomenal. They did a great job with that. And then the rest is, like, kind of insulting to our intelligence. <laughs> And all these actors are giving like half-hearted performances and given half-assed lines. It, besides Kaylee Hoddle, so uh, two and a half. Fair. How about you, Mike? How do you respond to Jesse's two and a half? Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take make a hot take here and say I give it three stars. Hot damn! Three stars. Three <laughs> stars. This was so much fun. <laughs> I had such a good time. <laughs> it yeah. had so many issues, um, but it was just very very fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I got to see the wind ripple through Kong's fur so much. Yes. It was beautiful. Yes, uh, it was beautiful. It, it, yeah. it is Does he great. use L'Oreal? That's yeah. what I want to know. I, I think he must. Yeah, that's yeah. the only way to get those. Or maybe those it's Maybelline. Waves. Oh, maybe. maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> um, Honestly, my favorite my favorite Kong rippling though is when he gets wet and he shakes it off and you see the the drops slowly falling, but they're not. It's like it's like actual gravity. It's actual physics. That's the way it would look on such a big character, and it looks yeah. so awesome. I love nice. that. It is really cool. It's really cool. Um, and uh, you know, people almost everyone gives like a half hearted uh job acting in this movie but i actually thought alexander skarsgård you know he he put more into it than than most of the other actors besides kelly kelly huddle i i think that in the second place of actors who gave the most shits about being in this movie i think that has to go to brian tyree henry 
He did not That's need true. to bring so That's much true. energy and be so manic and crazy. It but he so did. Great. And he did it for us. He did. It was amazing. It was so much fun. He is awesome. Yeah. And um, oh, gosh, the kid. Uh, the bad guy from Deadpool 2. And the kid from The Hunt for the Wilder People. The kid from The Hunt yeah. for the Wilder People. I love that guy. Yeah. yeah. Hang on. Oh, wait. Hold. Wait. Dude, yeah, that's yeah. who that was. was. Uh, Julian? Yeah. Or is Julian the Hunt for the Wilder People? I think it is. I, I didn't mention I him because he... I, I didn't remember his name in the movie. And he doesn't do anything except no. spill whiskey on the console <laughs> at the end. I, I, thought, the I, I, thought, I, I thought it was funny, though. Like, he goes in like, oh, I'm going to hack it. He's like, no, I'm going to type in everything that I can think of that could be a password. <laughs> password. <laughs> nope. Password with a capital P. Nope. Password with a capital P and an A. Nope. <laughs> oh, it's locked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it, if it was an iPhone, these computer systems have less security than an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about you? What about you, Vito? Are you looking up his I, name? I, I am. We, we can get his name later. What, what about you? How many stars did you give it? Uh, I give it three. Yeah. I give it three on the basis that I have been watching these movies when it wasn't cool to watch these movies. I love giant monsters. That's something I got from my dad. You have uh, I love monsters. Monsters, and I think mm -hmm. my daughter's getting this too, which is funny because I haven't showed her any monster movies, but she's obsessed with monsters. Huh. We don't watch monster things because I'm a good father and she's very young and I show her like Little Bear and Franklin and we watch Disney movies. But when we're watching Sleeping Beauty, she's kind of focused on the dragon. She's just oh. drawn immediately yeah. to these strange beasts. And that's that's what I recognize from when I was a kid with my dad. And I we watched monster movies almost exclusively, like sci-fi stuff. And Does she like Fantastic Beasts? Does she wonder where to find them? No, I haven't told her where because that would entail me diving in the trash can. Uh, I don't like those movies. Uh, no, so I give it three based on just my love for seeing giant creatures on screen. I've I have seen when I was a kid the old Kong versus Godzilla, uh, which is fun and has its own sort of charm to it. Mm -hmm. uh, but this one, seeing our technology in real life seeing what it, the scale, right? The scope of how big these things are and what they do to their environment. It was so exciting it's for me. Cool. And yeah. what I did, it, I, so I watched the whole movie once and then in preparation to talk about this, I watched it again. But then I just fast forwarded all the parts that Kong or Godzilla wasn't in. And it was a way better movie. <laughs> and I got through it really quickly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. That's, that is actually exactly why I gave it uh, two and a half stars because right before I did the podcast, I just fast forward to all the fight scenes and it is so yeah. great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great because it's like, that's, a, that's what I came here for. It's in the damn title. That's all I want. And I also realized there's, there's complete 15 minute sections where nothing is really happening and everyone's discussing Hollow Earth or discussing batteries or discussing how bad Apex Corporations is and also... The podcasting that are traveling to it Hong takes Kong? so long. The it endless actually podcast takes them no time at all to travel to Hong Kong. I just want to point that it out. It just took they me a long time watching fast. it. No, but it took it took forever to sneak in <laughs> to find the place to go to Hong Kong accidentally to go to yep. Hong Kong, where they do absolutely yeah. Nothing. It's it's a lot, but, but I still they pour the thing. They do. They pour they pour the whiskey on the thing. They pour the whiskey. I mean, he he kind of saves the day. He does. He does. And that's, I, I'm agreeing with you mostly. <laughs> the thing is, is that this movie is ludicrously stupid in a way that I very much enjoy because at least when I watched it the first time, I was not bored. Yeah. And that cool. is not something I could say about the 2014 Godzilla 
And I just I just give it a ranking over that. And King of Monsters with Godzilla, man, I I was bored. Uh, man, of, I was bored. Lots of boring. That parts. was really, and I was yeah. excited to see that because the cover is Godzilla fighting King Ghidorah, and it's like, yeah, that's what I want. You're gonna make me wait how long to see that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, three stars. Like this, like this a good amount. Um, probably not gonna return to it. And so when I show it to my kids. They're going to be older, like 10, 11, I think. And it's going to be in this series of us watching them. We're going to do like the original Godzilla paired with the original one from back when, and then the 97 one, 98 one. And then if they still want to watch movies with me, then we'll proceed. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. How about, how about you, Jesse? When, when would you show this? Oh, that's a good question. I, I was thinking a lot about this in, you know, in one of our previous episodes, I think it's a fantastic Mr. Fox episode. We brought up the age donut, or maybe <laughs> the donut. show it to them for a, <laughs> for a certain age, leave a gap in there where you don't want to show them because they're emotionally mature enough to recognize a concept. And then when they are emotionally ready, then you actually show them the movie with full understanding of what's going on. I, I want to invert that, though. I think <laughs> this is an age donut. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I think... I think because with this particular movie, it's a PG-13, and it's a hard PG-13. There's lots of violence, lots of ripping off Drinking blood. Fighting and clawing. <sighs> yeah, yeah, drinking blood. Um, there's, yeah, there's lots of violence. So it's not something I want to show a little kid. Uh, but it's also not something I want to show my teenagers, because I know if I show this movie to my teenager, they'll say, Dad, this movie is dumb. This because like when you're a teenager, you just like at least I was going to say me, specifically what your I children did will be like this <laughs> specifically me and my children. Like I used to love to latch on to like, you know, things that were wrong with movies. And this has has them in spades and things that are just blatantly false um, and continuity errors and all that. And they're so easy to pick out that any teenager would probably just have a field day with this if they were critical. So. I, I think I would go for this sweet spot when they're like 11, 12, or 13. Something around there where I've shown them Godzilla movies prior or King Kong movies prior so they have some sort of connection to this and then show them this because I think it'll blow their little minds and they won't care about anything else happening on screen. They probably won't even think about it. They won't think about the plot. They'll just accept what it is and really, really yeah. like and it. I, I can't wait um, to see how scared my kids are going to be, you know, <laughs> like these are big monsters. It's so violent. Like David, David on, on our past episode, uh, Hellboy two pointed this out. Yeah. He's like, I just want to traumatize my kid. And I don't want to do that all the time. But for some things like monster movies, I was shown monster movies at an age when they would scare me. Right. And that was perfect. And I loved it. And I returned to them over and over to get that thrill, like a roller coaster. It's amazing. And I can't wait to give that to yeah. my kid too. Like it's a little bit too much for you to handle, but you're still loving it. You know that donut hole you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's a good point, too, because it's like you're pushing them a little bit over the edge. It's yeah. like you got to kind of throw the kid in the pool yeah. at a certain point. At a certain point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like they can swim, and, but and they I don't believe 10 years them old, themselves yet. Yeah. And I think at like 10 years old, that's when you can hit the point where like they're starting to like accept their teenagehood, but they're definitely still 10 years old. So they're still definitely children. Um, where like seeing hyper realistic images of a giant gorilla in the streets of Hong Kong will probably be really <laughs> terrifying, but also probably 
they'll probably have emotional maturity enough to sweep it under the rug, but still push their boundaries yeah. a bit. Because yeah. in the end, in yeah. the end, it's yeah, a giant monkey, right? Yeah, it's a giant monkey and it's a giant lizard. Mike, given the donut hole, when would you show this to your kids, if you would? I mean, I don't really like. I'm not going to go out of my way to show this to my kids. I, uh, I, I don't, I, I thought it was fun. Um, but I think a lot of things are fun. And, um, if, you know, if it came up, if like they started getting into sort of monster movies, like this will be fun. I'd say probably around, I don't know, 10 ish is, is around when that would be possible. Um, and like, maybe we'll start doing that and be like, Hey, these are fun movies. Like we're going to have like, big movie night with dad or something. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of wonder if this is the sort of movie that like I'm in a nursing home and like, they're like, Hey, or, or, you know, I'm, I'm 70 years old and it's just like, I'm living with one of my kids and all that we can do together now is watch movies. And so he's just like, Hey dad, I got this movie from when you were like really young, like Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> like you've talked about this when you were sort of wandering. <laughs> And we watch it, and they're like, huh. <laughs> like, like Charles Xavier style, just, yeah, just mad lip exactly. rattling off theories on Hollow Earth. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That, that, that might be more when I show this to my kids. Interesting. Interesting. That's a, that's a much, that's a very Mike take. We, we just spend like, you know, a month watching monster movies because that's what we're doing. Great. I mean, I just want to do that right now. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> but I mean, I'll have time then. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm ninety years old or one hundred and ten. I like that you're just continually upping how old you'll be to have enough time to watch monster movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that closes out our kind of our, our usual first half of our show. Uh, going into new releases, we're always going to kind of do this. We're going to give you what the movie is kind of what it's about, what we think of it. And now we're going to move into a nice spoiler section. If you care, we will be talking about everything in this movie. Uh, if there's anything to spoil, which I'm not clear on. Yeah, we haven't spoiled we anything definitely already at all. <laughs> we totally have spoiled most things. Already. Like we, we've mentioned there's Hollow Earth that comes into it. We mentioned there's Mechagodzilla, but all those are in the trailer. That's true. Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth? Ho hollow Earth. Earth, guys. Hollow Earth. But, but Hollow Earth. Yeah. We need to go to Hollow Earth. Can we go to Hollow Earth? Or... I think we need... Hollow I, Earth is the friends we made along the way. I think we need a heave to go to Hollow Earth. A heave Earth. Yeah. <laughs> they, have, they have heaves. That's what they're called. He oh! The ship the, things. The, oh, heaves. Yeah. The, the heaves, pod racers HGV. that we get yeah. to go into there. Yeah. yeah. They have like the... Wall, 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 right? Yeah, which is cool. I like that. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it looked. Yeah. It, it, it reminded me of the flying cars in in uh, Star Wars Episode Two. Yeah, you know, because he always had the stream of light oh, behind yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, I like them. Yeah, but things about Hollow Earth uh, do not work. There is big trouble <laughs> in Little Hollow Earth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, there are many issues with this. Uh, what one issue I'd like to mention that is is coming to mind? Um, I guess I'm not really clear on the. I get the concept because it starts with Arthur, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle writing The Lost World back in the 19th century who espoused this idea. Uh, I believe he meant it in a cool science fiction-y, H.G. wells -y kind of way. But did he actually believe it? I yeah. don't know, and I'm not going to speak to it. Okay. But at the center of the earth, there was dinosaurs. Yeah. And you just had to get to the center of the earth. So it's been around for a long time, this idea. And this one says that we need this special aircraft and that 
all these titans, these big creatures are attracted to the source of all energy, Gaia, at the middle of the earth. And they need to get there. And so they go to the Arctic and then they, they swing through ice tunnels and then crash through a blue magic barrier whereupon they're spit out into blackness. It feels like they're bungee jumping with the bungee connected to the lower intestine. Then they spit out on the other side. And at a certain point while they're falling, gravity is reversed. And now on the outside of a globe that they're in, you see mountains that sort of mirror the mountains on the ground that they are also on. It's like they're inside of a donut hole. Yes. They're on the inside of a donut hole. They're in the middle of the donut hole. Yes. I need to get some donuts. So I I have, my main question (laughs) with this is I don't understand the topography here. So there's no sky. The sky is more land. Okay. But then is this, is the land that they're standing on flat or is that also a globe? It's also a globe. There are two globes. So a globe within a globe. The, okay. Yeah. And and what's really cool is, as you learn in the movie, you can transfer from one to mm-hmm. the other. Like gravity will invert itself like they like it did for them, which was the coolest part of that whole hollow. For sure. I, I loved opinion. Kong reaching up with his big old finger, poking a, flo- a floating sky rock, and then being like, huh, I'm going to jump. Gravity is going to reverse and I'm going to land on the ceiling. That that was cool. Yeah. And also, also, it has to be stated that Hollow Earth looks beautiful. It does look beautiful. Like it is probably so well. It is so well oh, animated, yeah. guys. If you haven't seen it, it's amazing. Um, it's like it's like two Norways just stacked on top mm-hmm. of each other. One on top, one on bottom, and it's it looks awesome. Um, yeah, I love the way they animated it. But there's so much. So much about it, I I never understood. Like, why is the sun shining down? I don't. There? What I, is the sun? Yeah, but then <laughs> another question that I had leading into my my issue is, so in the center of the hollow of the Earth is Hollow Earth, right? And then, but what's in the center of Hollow Earth? It, what's in the hollow of the Hollow Earth? Is it a smaller Hollow Earth? Are there many Titans in the smaller Hollow like, Earth? So I got the impression that where the two mountains connect, <clears throat> and there's that like big finger pointing out that yeah. he touches. Yeah. No explanation for that. But just, it just looks like a Michelangelo painting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's cool. It is cool. Like it's really cool. But there's those little rocks yeah. that are floating, and they're yeah. they're blue because yeah. energy is blue. Yeah, I learned that from all superhero movies. Yeah, yeah. 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 Energy that <clears throat> is undefined is blue. Mm-hmm. And on each of the, you, do you think each of those are earths that are hollow and they each have their own hollow earth within? That's a, that's a fascinating idea. It's not what I was saying. Oh, what okay. I was saying is that, is that, so there's the ceiling that's, that they have to jump onto, right? But the stuff they're standing on originally, if that's a globe too, what's in the middle of that globe? Oh, I don't think it's a globe. You know, it's not like two globes. Jesse was saying it was a globe. He's saying it was a circle. It was a sphere within a sphere. Yeah. Wait, like, like two globes, yeah. a like sphere one, two? within a sphere. Yeah, it's a sphere. It's in a sphere. I thought it was like you're on the inside of a ball, and you walk around on the inside of the ball. But then, how do they jump to the top? Yeah, there's a ball, and then there's a ball outside of that ball, and you're on. <laughs> this is this is part of the problem. <laughs> I'm so confused. You're on the. I thought I understood. So, like, what what they do is okay. So imagine there's Earth's crust, right? And the Earth's crust has is like a layer that goes on for like ten miles or whatever. 
And on the inside of the Earth's crust, there's a bunch of mountains and trees you can walk along. But then there's another core. There's another core inside of that. So that's why when you look at the hollow Earth, their ceiling is a bunch of mountains and trees, which also has its own form of gravity. So if you get close enough to it, that will become your ground and then the the other sphere will become the ceiling. So like it's like there's two surfaces to walk around in this. Did you watch earth. this movie, Mike? See, I'm still not convinced <laughs> though. I'm still not convinced that it's not like the hollow earth is like there's a hole in the center of the earth and they're just like walking around it. But rather than being like an actual circle, they never, it's like a, they never a, a squashed circle. It's more like a donut. Well then I it's the uh, it's the Kong reversing gravity in his jump to the yeah. ceiling. Yeah, but it's like it's like it they're close enough. I don't even know how to do this without. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we need like models. Yeah, we're showing we're showing each other our hands. We're doing to a lot of hand what we mean. We're doing a lot of hand this. motions right now. I don't now. know if we're going to be able to figure this out. I still think that I'm not necessarily wrong. As usual. I, as usual. No, 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 not as usual. I don't. I don't think I'm right. <laughs> I think I'm not necessarily wrong. You guys could be right, but I'm not fully 100%. I'm willing to let it lie. I am also. Okay. I don't think we're going to get very far with Because this. I don't think Hollow Earth makes you know, sense. It doesn't. Hollow Earth is a horrible I, I, name in the first gonna, place. I want to let this lie, and then I want to bring up a couple ideas. One is that inside of the hollow of the Hollow Earth, in the other sphere, which might disagree with this, uh, there is going to be Pacific Rim oh! aliens, which is how, which is how they're getting makes to sense. Earth. Through, through the little Pacific Rim portal, because, frankly, this movie sets up a Pacific Rim future pretty damn well. Especially with the King Ghidorah skull thing, like mind-controlling a giant robot. Um, yeah, we need some yeah. Jaegers hunting these all these damn kaiju. You know what uh, I mean? There's just too many of them, yeah. and they need to be exterminated. And what better way to fight a giant monster than with a giant monster who uses an ocean liner as a bat? <laughs> Dude, could you imagine... Like Kong and Godzilla versus the I can't remember what the monsters are called. The kaiju, but the but Pacific yeah, the kaiju, Earth. yeah, the kaiju, yeah. I would love that. Yeah, Godzilla cool. and Kong versus I, Titan. I want it. That would be I want amazing. It. I want it now, and and no it. human characters. Yeah. I don't want any any people. I just want I just want them laying waste to each other across a vast. Well, throw in throw in that three armed robot. And oh, the three armed robot was really good, guys. We have to do a Pacific Rim episode. <laughs> yes, I know Jesse. Sure. Jesse's been champing at the bit to do a Pacific Rim for a while. I do stupidly love that movie. We we'll have to do it. Any, any, do you like yeah. Uprising? I haven't seen Uprising. I have not seen Pacific Rim Uprising. I haven't even seen Pacific Rim since it came out years ago because I had such a good time with that movie and I enjoyed it so much. But I know in my heart of hearts it's a dumb movie and I don't want to uh, ruin those memories that we had when we saw it in theaters. And those great memories were us seeing Pacific Rim in the theater together. <laughs> It's a great time. What a good summer. Yeah, so fun. We canceled the apocalypse! <laughs> Man, Stacker Pentecost, what a dad character. <laughs> All right, moving on from Pacific Rim for just a second, I still have one more thing to bring up about Hollow Earth, which is namely um, that they just do the most boring thing imaginable with it. Instead of focusing on, you know, all that cool scenery that we brought up, the crux of all of hollow earth is a giant empty room with a half-ass put together stone bench that's it that's all we got that is kong's throne 
like they couldn't have thrown together anything more. It's just like half of a stone bench that he lounges on with like epic music playing in the background. I'm like, this is this doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit. This is the lamest thing you could do with Hollow Earth. I thought <laughs> you're like I thought that was a ledge on yeah. like a weird wall that had kind of broken off. <laughs> I I was also confused uh, for two reasons by that because we saw Kong's dead family in Kong Skull Island. We saw all their bones like in elephant graveyards. They all died up there on Skull Island. Don't know why they're not in the middle of the earth. Don't know how Kong got on Skull Island. Maybe they explained it. They probably did. Wait, was that his family? Because he he takes the axe like out of the out of like the bones of one of the creatures. So like it seemed to me, I thought that it was like he had had to like flee or something. Like he had killed all these creatures in his home. Yeah, they do kind of explain it. Uh, they mentioned that evolutionary theory at the beginning, where that all things want to return from whence they came, basically. <laughs> Can't wait to become amoebas, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is why everything evolves into crabs. <laughs> this movie specifically? <laughs> this movie, this movie, this, that's the theme of the movie. Everything evolves into crabs uh, because we all want to return to where we started. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> no, that's a thing. Look it up. It's a thing. I, I will I will trust you and I will look it up at a, a, a later it's, it's a later really date. Weird. I promise. Very confusing. I promise I'm making a note <laughs> to do it now. Um he's not making a okay, note. Okay, okay. It's interesting. But the thing so you, the, the problem I had is that is that all his family died up there. Right? But then the previous film in Legendary Pictures Monsterverse in association with Warner Brothers Entertainment was called Godzilla King of the Monsters. But it looks like Godzilla doesn't have a lot of use for axes. Uh, so are we saying then that a, an ancestor of Kong was king of monsters? And now because Kong sits on the throne and gets the axe, now now he's the king of monsters? He's the king of all Earth, dude. So yeah, I think the implications are that there was a fight for the Hollow Earth like years ago. And then the Kongs, you know, I guess there was a lot of them probably. They all won, and then they uh, made an axe out of one of the Godzilla's, or maybe the Godzilla's dorsal fin, and that's what they've been using to beat him up ever since. You blew Mike's mind. I did not realize it was a dorsal fin. That, that's why it gets all charged up when he shoots it with the thing. I didn't realize there was an explanation. I oh. was just like, I was like, okay, whatever. Like, this is just, like how stuff works like this doesn't need to this movie isn't a movie where i'm like i expect things to be explained to me <laughs> i'm like no i'll uh i'll i'll laugh about it for a couple there's weeks, a writer's you know? room including terry rossio <laughs> who worked really hard to make sure you could you could get an explanation <laughs> for this stuff yeah there are some good explanations sometimes for some things uh but there are a lot of man there are so many issues with most of this lore uh, even though some of it is really cool. But, like, probably one of the biggest issues is maybe the fact that Godzilla and Kong, who have supposedly been, like, ancient enemies, have not fought each other since, you know, since Kong has been on Skull Island the entire time. Like, come on! You would think that there would be, like, a fight to the death that these, like, families have been fighting and feuding together for, like, millennia. Or while he was on Skull, Skull Island since the 60s? And then Godzilla shows up in modern day and you're like, well, where, where have you been? Where have you been, buddy? I don't, I've been, uh, maybe he was down in hollow earth. He could have been in hollow earth. Maybe that was when he was wrecking Kong's family. I don't know. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. The timeline is, is sketchy, but uh, returning to, <laughs> I think the biggest issues with this movie are with the hollow earth, which is unfortunate because visually, as you mentioned, Jesse, it is the most stunning sequence besides yeah. a lot of the neon and the explosions in Hong Kong. There's something very imaginative and really cool. And they're really letting their freak flag fly with how dumb and ludicrous they allow this to get while treating it very, very seriously. Oh yeah. And I really actually, I like that a lot. You know, I think my favorite like action moment is in hollow earth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of really cool stuff, but dude, when he rips the head off of that oh, freaking yeah. flying <laughs> dragon thing and drinks its blood, he slurps out the innards from I, like, the head. I like jumped up from the couch. like, yeah, <laughs> my whole family's asleep. What's going on? <laughs> oh, no, no. Godzilla just ate the innards of that monster's head like just, a pineapple. It was really cool. This was amazing. I can't believe I just got to see this in a movie that yeah. was made for everybody. <laughs> yes. It's it, that was my second place one. Yeah, I yeah. love that, especially because he like he slurps it down, clearly eating the brains. And what is the tongue? Probably. Yeah. Right. So and then he just casts aside the skull and is like. You're like, I hope that was tasty. And everyone in the ship is like, <laughs> like, visibly <ooh>. disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> like that girl, that poor girl was just like totally disturbed. She's grown up with this sweet, like, uh, like King Kong, you know, who's like nice to her and yep. whatever. And then she's like, oh, he, dr he drinks a surprisingly large amount of fluid yeah. out of a head. Yeah. It's a regularly lot. like this is his thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He did some pretty messed up stuff on Skull Island. You got to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Remember Jesse in Skull Island when he eats that squid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He eats the squid and then he slurps it down like it's ramen. Mm. Yeah. And it's like fighting him and he's like, nope. Nope. You're going down. I'm eating you. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was your favorite? Uh, what, what was your first favorite <clears throat> action moment? It is when... Because I'm a Godzilla guy, I love that Godzilla kicks the tar out of King Kong on the ships. And <laughs> when they clearly enunciate in the Hong Kong fight that King Kong has won round two, I really appreciated the movie keeping score for me so that I would know that at this point they're evenly matched and that no one has been done dirty, right? Yeah. Uh, what I did love is that the definitive answer for who would win in Godzilla versus Kong in the movie is it's Godzilla. Godzilla okay. whoops Kong's ass in the ocean and on the land, and he stands on his chest, and he roars at him and spits on him for so long <laughs> that he cracks Kong's ribs. <laughs> that That's my favorite moment, because I saw my king, I saw my lord, I saw the one who I'd follow into battle, standing victorious over his foe, and uh, yeah, I cheered. I cheered. <laughs> How you doing, Mike? <laughs> Just... He's my liege. <laughs> this is, I, I, this I am a member of the Order of Zilla. <laughs> Wait, I thought that was a different character. It is. I'm a member of that order. And I love this. I love this. Oh, okay. I do. Okay. I do. Okay. I do. All, right. All right. But Jesse, Jesse, who, given that you were also a member of the Brotherhood of Zilla, uh, what was your favorite action <laughs> moment? Okay. So even though I'm a member of Zilla, um, I've got to say, my favorite part of the of the fight scenes were King Kong, especially that whole sequence, that beginning sequence in Hong Kong, because Kong is such a dynamic and interesting fighter, whereas Godzilla, all he does is he, he bites and then he blows lasers, right? And then King Kong, he is, like, the entire time just trying to, like, prevent 
like frantically uh, Godzilla from like shooting that atomic beam out. And so what he does is uh, like when he first starts charging up slowly to to do the beam, like he bounces against a building and flies off of it and does this amazing haymaker. And then he jumps up into the air and double kicks Godzilla, pushes him back further. Uh, he's his axe has gotten stuck in a building at this point. So what he does is he goes over to Godzilla, who's again charging up to do the thing. And then he takes the axe and shoves the handle down Godzilla's throat. It is so epic. Yeah. Which is, which is a nice callback. Actually. He does that in King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, it's except it's a tree. He picks up a tree by the roots and he stuffs it in Godzilla's throat. (laughs) It's it's awesome. But it was nice to see that again. This whole fight is so great. It's so dynamic, partially because, like, King Kong is constantly under pressure to make sure Godzilla never charges up, never does that beam, and and when he does, you know, all hell breaks loose, and then it's just King Kong tr- trying frantically to dodge. But I just love the pressure uh, that and the tension that it gives this fight. I love I love it when he when he takes Godzilla's head and he smacks it on his knee and Godzilla lets out like a radiation like burp. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like a little blast and he's like and then a building explodes. <laughs> I love that. I love you're right. That that scene for as much as it hurt me to see my king be degraded in such a fashion, I really enjoyed how vicious it was back and forth. It was great. I, I would also like to point out as like an honorable mention what happens when uh, Godzilla does finally unleash his atomic beam. And then it's just King Kong just so frantically like clinging and swinging on buildings, jumping around like he's magically avoiding this beam. And it is so much fun to see. The, it, he's he's so like it's incredible how kinetic he is, mm-hmm. just like how well they were able to to make him move. Yeah, I mean. I wonder if, you know, 20 years from now, we'll be looking back and be like, man, we thought that was amazing, but it was horrible. But I wonder. Yeah. I, I Also, in that fight, I, I kept thinking that it, with King Kong's like roars, I wonder, I wish they'd subtitled it and it just said like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know, because I think Godzilla, weirdly enough, Godzilla and Godzilla King of the Monsters and maybe Skull Island are going to age a little bit better because the effects are so much more about camera tricks and King of the Monsters is is not it does not look like this movie at all. It it feels really painterly and it paints in in, in that way it paints in very broad strokes of light. Um so there's a big fight between Godzilla and King Ghidorah in uh, in a snowstorm and it's such it, like intense snow that a lot of the detail is lost and it actually looks better for that. Because it looks much more impressionistic. And yeah. this one being so neon lit and being so crisp and detailed, I wonder if it's more like what you're saying. Like, it it won't look great in 20 years. Right, yeah. We've come so far. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because the textures are so intense. Like, 20 years ago, we said that about, I don't know, the, like the Matrix, you know? Still and holds up. It, some of it, but some <laughs> of it true. also, like, I mean, remember that scene where when he fights all the Mr. Smiths? It does look um, bendy and plasticky. Dude, it, I mean, it looks like a video game from the early 2000s. It does. Which is, makes sense. Yeah. Like, that's that's what it is. And it doesn't hold up now. What do you think, Jesse? 
I don't know. I think it'll still hold up. You know, sometimes I take a look at, like, how far our graphics have come in terms of, like, uh, video games. And if you take a look between uh, the jump between, like, 81 and 2001, the jump is so significant. Like, the type of video game you're playing would be foreign to anybody from the 80s. However, if you take a look at, like, games from 2001 on, you know, I think the PlayStation 2 and GameCube and Xbox are all out at that point versus now, like, it's more familiar. It doesn't look as good, but it's like uh, the jump in graphics isn't uh, that significant. So I think similarly, there'll be a similar jump in technology in the next 20 years. I think, I think people look back and be like, that's not as good as we have, but I can still really appreciate what's going on. Just like I can still say that about like GameCube, PS2, and Xbox games. I would like to revisit, maybe in a future episode, we can do Peter Jackson's King Kong from 2005, because I, I yeah. did see that recently, and it looked very, very good. Really? Okay, it looked cool. very, very good. And That's of course, cool. that movie cost a billion dollars, but um, right. it shows. And it, yeah. there's still moments where you're like, okay, this is 2005, but it's still impressive. And that's, I mean, we're nearing 20 years. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I think I think we'll return to that, especially as we kind of as we move into this new calendar year and movies are kind of coming back. Yeah, and we're going to get these big budget movies. Yeah. We're going to be seeing just an absolute annihilation of CGI attacking your corneas. And I would like to kind of talk about that as we go on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, OK, I have a question for you guys. So uh, I think um, just to just to, you know, full disclosure, I have never seen a Godzilla movie before this one. Not once. It, it's, and it's such a disservice. I, I, you know, it it just it just happened. So right? I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I got to this point in my life, and I hadn't seen one. I am honor bound by the order of Zilla to <laughs> to decapitate you immediately. <laughs> yes, but I must forbear uh, while my fellow brother uh, speaks to you, speaks okay. the truth unto ye. Mike, I totally feel for you because this must be really confusing. Because not only is this movie number four, but this is like. I don't know, year 80 of these characters being on screen. There's so much lore, but none of it really matters. There's not much going on. What you see on screen here is basically the lore we have thus far. If you don't get it, I'm sorry. I don't really think there's much more out there. In fact, uh, the more I found myself trying to explain it to my wife, who, you know, came out while I was watching it because she refused to watch it with me. She just saw a brief glimpse and I started explaining to her, oh, yeah, uh, King Kong is on a boat because they are uh, he, he's going to take them and lead them uh, to the hollow earth so that they can go get something they want. But here comes Godzilla, who for some reason is going to attack them. Uh, and then later that night, I had to, uh, you know, comfort my daughter or whatever. So I paused the movie and then she. Uh, she had heard uh, what was happening, uh, that I was watching something. So she's like, oh, you know, what What movie are you watching, Dad? And I was like, well, I'm watching a movie about a big monkey who is as tall as a building and a giant lizard that is also as tall as a building and it breathes lasers from its mouth and also a robot lizard that is also as tall as a building and also is able to breathe lasers from its mouth and she just looked at me and was like dad i don't want to watch that movie (laughs) (laughs) 
That's fair, kid. That's fair. Speaking for all the women in our lives. Yeah, I, I my wife usually joins me for the movies that we cover on our pod. Uh, I've lost her as of lately because of the Logan and the Hellboy and the Godzilla. Uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping she comes back into the fold at a certain point. But it's felt a little alienating that I have to just watch these things by myself and I cheer and there's no one around me. <laughs> usually, my wife is there to be like, "That's an overreaction." I appreciate it for that. Shout out to you, honey. <laughs> Boy, so we could get into a couple other things, but I think that we might have spent the, I think we spent too long talking about Godzilla <laughs> versus Kong. And I've mostly just been enjoying <laughs> laughing with you guys. Oh yeah. This movie, you can watch it if you want to. It's on HBO Max for the next several weeks. We're recording this on a Thursday. It'll be dropping on Monday. You'll still have about three weeks left to see it. It's also in theaters if going to theaters is an option or is uh, attractive to you, I would probably say you might enjoy it most yeah. on the largest screen with the loudest sound possible. Yeah. I'd be down to going to, to see this in the movie theaters. I, I would leave at certain moments for about 15 minutes now that I've seen the movie twice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now, now, you know, like, Hey, I can get a bathroom break. I can go get popcorn. Whatever. Yeah. I could do a lot. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, could do, you could leave the theater, come back in, but I'm giving it the three stars and I stand by him for the sheer spectacle. And maybe it's, COVID kind of starvation. Like I've just been dying to see a big dumbass movie and I was given to it. I was just given to it and I loved it. I loved the experience of watching it. But Dude. about a year, I'll probably hate this movie. <laughs> I mean, how cathartic was it when he crushes that freaking Isaac Eva, Gonzalez, Isaac Gonzalez <laughs> like the, the baddest person in the movie, just like crush. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. They all just get killed. It was so cool. I know. I like that. It's like, yeah, we don't have to worry about like, hey, it would be nice if, you know, we were nice to bad guys. It's like, no, kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love how in this movie, anybody who's done anything remotely bad, they just instantly die. Yeah. Pretty quickly. Yep. Not coming back. Unlike unlike King of Monsters, where Charles Dance and Vera Farmiga linger for oh, so long. Oh, so long. <laughs> Ooh, I also want to know, are we still doing our, our favorite plot hole sections? I thought we did. <laughs> are, are there more? Yeah, I've actually got a big scene that has like three plot hole or continuity errors all in a row. It's terrible. Okay. okay. Oh, I want to know. I want to know. So this scene starts out with Godzilla finally defeating Kong. I think Kong is on the ground and they can somehow hear his heartbeat and it is slowing down hasn't stopped it's just slowing down and then they decide to use their craft like it's a like it's a like an ekg machine yeah like an ekg yeah ekg yes that's it an ekg machine and the thing about ekg machines is they're not supposed to be used on hearts that are still beating because as everyone knows, if you pump somebody full of electricity, you stop their heart. So this should stop King Kong's heart when they put it on him because his heartbeat has not stopped yet. Yep, yep. Because it usually it, <laughs> it, it usually it usually stops it. Yeah, that's why you don't do it. <laughs> Imagine the number of people who are going to die because of this movie. In the do, next do you want to know what it's, what it's like, like uh, to have a a heart that's maybe like take your resting heart rate at its lowest point right yeah. quite small then if you would like to grab onto one leg each of a 220 20 amp breaker 
right? That's hooked up. <laughs> it will be something like that, but just try and multiply it by a lot more voltage. But he's and big. And you'll, and you'll die. But, but he's like super happen. big though. But you'll die. Yeah. Because yeah. hearts but, don't like electricity on them. But he runs off of pure undiluted energy it's that's true. blue. It's your blue energy. Blue energy, but, which means that the rules don't necessarily apply. to And also, we don't even know if it's normal electricity because it's blue. Yeah, it's blue. It's not. Well, no, it's kind of nuclear. It goes blue. Okay. What was the other ones, Jesse? Yeah. So the second issue with the scene is primarily that uh, Alexander Skarsgård's character has expressly stated that he is not... Uh, a marine he doesn't know how to use guns he doesn't really know anything he just sits down and writes books he's made that abundantly clear and here he is piloting this ship and it's a miracle that he knows how to do it in the first place and also that he knows how that that weird thingamajig works the ekg part of the ship works so that way they can you know heal or whatever kong's heart this just doesn't make sense and doesn't make sense that he's able to accomplish what he wants to do on Kong's heart. To upgrade it. They're upgrading his heart. <laughs> also, I thought I, I thought the real issue, too, is when Godzilla, my favorite action moment, when he steps on Kong, I distinctly heard ribs cracking. So I thought the issue was that Kong probably punctured a lung, his chest cavity is filling up with blood. Like, this is the issue. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't think the heart is the the only concern with Kong right now. Uh, but anyway, that was the second part is Alexander Skarsgård piloting. And then the third part is he pilots the ship on top of Kong's chest. And Kong's chest, as we know, is very tall. But then the next scene shows him running on the ground. How on earth in two seconds did he get from the top of Kong's chest to the ground? Yep. He slid down the arm, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's there's no, like, Legolas, like, sliding down Kong's arm like you're saying. No, he just appears. It's, it's, it really bugged me when I saw it, and I find it really annoying and super lazy. It, this is just lazy writing. So those those are your three scenes. Yeah, no, I I'd, I'd say not not quite three scenes. This is a one scene, and all these things happen super quickly, one right after the other. That's why it just has to be pointed out. Oh, that's yeah. right, that's right. In, in, in my mind, Alexander Skarsgård character had had like a twin brother because he goes from being like a decrepit like school teacher, you know, like professor who yeah. who writes like lame books, who's like really sad because his brother died. Yep. And his brother was probably the cool one and yep. like, you know, all this stuff. Oh, I don't know sure. if we know anything about him. I think we see that. some pictures but, of um, Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> yeah. But then like all of a sudden he's just this like military dude who's ripped and like he's commanding. He's like, we're doing this. We're doing that. And he's wearing he's wearing, of course, the standard uh, military issued yeah. outfit, which has the most buckles and straps possible. Yeah. Like yeah, very sleek, nice yeah. armor. It's tactical. I don't know why he's wearing armor. Like, well, why? to protect himself from, from what? I don't know. From Kong? <laughs> May as well just wear like flip flops and a tee, dude. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's, that's in my mind, you know. That, that that's made, that's what, it, what, what I made sense of it. He's got that's a twin a brother. One. Well, ludicrously stupid. Very fun. Very fun. And if you've listened this far without having seen the movie, I doubt you're going to. <laughs> but if you did tune out, 
and you've come back and you've watched the movie and you're nodding your head and you're laughing along with us and saying, ho, 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 those NYFM guys, they sure know how to pick apart a movie. Also know we did enjoy ourselves. Yes. We enjoyed the experience. It was very fun. And and this is the sort of thing that when we would all hang out together in our younger days, we would have all gone immediately to the nearest drinking hole and then argued about it in loud fashion for hours. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I do like... It, this movie is a lot of fun, and it, it kind of insults my intelligence a little bit. But I, I it's, it's a whole lot of fun to see. But the one thing that really bugs me is for a movie called Godzilla vs. Kong, I wish that we had actually gotten a conclusion to this fight. I wish not just for for Kong's heart to have slowed down, but for one of these characters to have finally died. With no dangling participles at the end of our story. I agree. I agree. But we will definitely be seeing a new MonsterVerse movie soon. I wonder if they're going to form like a Monster Avengers. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Who would they fight, though? I mean, they already beat King Ghidorah and well, Mechagodzilla. Probably they're going to get like some new monsters. Maybe it's going to cross over with the MCU. What if they have to My My fight? eyes hurt already. <laughs> like... Yeah, eventually it's going to have to upgrade to something like Monster Planet. Monster, Monster Planet. Monster Planet! That'd be great. Yeah. With Captain Planet. Save the Earth and he gets stepped on. <laughs> yeah, I really wish they didn't have to do any crossovers, though. In fact, I wish in this movie, like, we would have had, like, a better setup for another sequel. Like, like you know, Kong dies and then the sequel is, like, you know, Son of Kong. Mm, that would have been cool. I would have liked that. Where would the son have come from? Clone. It would have been a clone. Yes, yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah, it, it would have made like an event movie. This would have been less of like a, a stereotypical like dumb blockbuster, and instead like had a real heart and soul at the end, which is like here is here is this character called Kong who we've known for the past eighty years, and he dies, but we know it's not over because his son is coming up next, and. And that would be exciting. I would want to see that. You fixed the movie. Dang. That was that it. Good. That that's that's what I would have wanted to see. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd watch that. I movie. want the movie to end with her walking into a lab and Rebecca Hall signing to her that she has something special to show her, and the door opens and it's a little Kong who runs up and she picks him up. Oh man, that is so heavy. That would be heartbreaking, man. That's right. That'd be oh, that would have hurt. That would have been really I don't even know what I would have done. <laughs> like I would have just stood up and left. I, I couldn't <laughs> like I couldn't handle that being at the end of this movie. I would love like that. that's way too it would have been great. Wow. That would have been so good. They should you, oh we should have done that. Yeah, okay. If any of the creators of Legendary Pictures, Monsterverse in association with Warner <laughs> Entertainment, would like to come and talk to us about ways that your franchise can move, we've already name dropped you in the episode. We're available. We are. Yeah, very available. I got, I got nothing else. That's <laughs> nothing why I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nothing but availability. <laughs> uh, well, Jesse, would you start us off in answering our final question? Is this a dad movie? First, I have to apologize because my kids are crying in the background. I think one of them bumped their head and now my wife is taking care of it. They're fine. But to continue... Well, I, I thought a lot about this. Uh, and at the end of the day, I think yeah, I've got to say, you know, it's got a lot of dad elements in it. Specifically, like 
how many times have has my younger self or or any any male said who would beat who in a fight you know king kong versus godzilla or batman versus superman this is one of those amazing like mind-blowing mashups and it's got giant monsters on screen and i love giant monsters i've always loved giant monsters um and it's a dumb blockbuster uh, with with cool action but but at the end of the day i've got to say it's it's not a dad movie this is just too stupid the writers were a little too lazy at parts it feels like uh it's just not a good enough movie for me to really want to show it to my kids period um so no i'm gonna say this is not a dad movie i'm gonna rhyme with you i'm gonna agree uh i i I will eventually watch this with my kids but it's gonna be one of those things i don't think it's gonna be a movie night i think it's gonna be like unless I can hype this up somehow and my kids can want to sit through the first Godzilla, which I can't imagine they're going to want to do. And then they watch Skull Island and their minds are freaking blown because that movie rules. And then to watch King of Monsters where now they're kind of let down and they're kind of like, what are we doing? I can only imagine like unless they're in that donut hole at the very youngest edge of the donut hole, then they would That's think the all of them are great. Right. The hollow hole, the hollow donut hole. Yes. Hollow donut hole. The hollow donut hole. No, 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 no. The it's just hollow do- donut hole. Come on, there's no the here. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I've got to say this series as a whole too is also pretty violent. Like it is not something I really want to show young children. There's a lot of like extra violent stuff, especially in Skull Island with the the belching of bones and the bamboo going through a dude's head. It's just not for kids until they're quite a bit older. Out of out of mm. all of them, that's the only one that I would full on call a dad movie, and I would be very excited to show that to my kids. Um, so yeah, this is a no from me. It, it's even a no on the basis of something I would watch by myself because I would have seen it for sure for my own viewing, but it's not one I'd watch again um, of my own volition, really. So I, I'm going to say no, despite having a lot of enthusiasm for a lot of parts. I'm waffly. I'm waffly on this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I don't. You're care. the one that you're the one that I cared least. <laughs> I don't care about showing it to my kids. Then like, no. But at the same time, like I feel in a lot of ways, this like this is a sort of movie where it's like it's late at night. Dad is watching, you know, like just has a TV on and is just surfing channels it's like, oh, yeah, this one. Remember when that came out? Just kind of like watches it sort of in the background. Um, not by choice, but just because it's all they have. But it's weird. It's the faintest of faint praise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. We've talked about channel surfing a couple times in this episode, and it's like we don't channel surf though. I only watch like you know whatever's on Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever you know stuff that's on demand. I don't channel surf, and I kind of miss it because like if. If it hadn't been for this podcast, I probably wouldn't have seen Godzilla vs. Kong. And frankly, like, it's only through, like, being forced to watch some of these movies that I even encountered them. It's only through channel surfing that I saw any of the older Godzilla movies. I would never have really intentionally gone out and bought them. Yeah. Well, that's what's kind of fascinating about what's different between us and, like, the the last couple of generations of people who had movies and TV. Like... Like we're, we, we have it on demand, whereas like they, they just sort of had to take whatever they were given. Yeah. We're like the last um, generation that remembers channel surfing, yeah. but we don't do it. Yeah. We don't do it. I haven't, 
I haven't had TV in years. My entire adult life, yeah. I've not had TV. Yeah, same here. Um, well, yeah, that's neat. Well, now, now that you've gotten on the one hand, on the other hand, and then on the other other hand, where have you ended up in all your hands? I've got too many hands. <laughs> that is, I, the biggest I think problem. I'm the monster. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, no, it's not a dad movie. Um, it's not this dad's movie. Wait. It is like a daddy movie, though. It is like, a daddy like a... movie, and there are dads that will love it. <laughs> Do we really need to say daddy movie? Can't we just say like dad elements? It's it's a daddy Godzilla, daddy Kong. Here they are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But question then: Is this the first time that we have all said this is not a dad movie? I think it is. What about It? Was It a dad movie? No. First off, I'm just going to go on record and say It was definitely a dad movie. We definitely voted that way. And listeners, please look at us up and correct them because they are wrong. Next. Uh, yeah, we have unanimously decided before that uh, Trial of Chicago 7 and The Little Things were not dad movies. Basically, our other new releases. New releases. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Hollywood. You're really letting us us dads down here. I, I feel I like, like you're not speaking to our demographic anymore. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> I, I like that that in like the hardest year for the movie industry, maybe ever, we're like, I hate this stuff. Give us different stuff. <laughs> it's not big and bold and whatever enough. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Nah. Well, okay. Well, then for the third time, although I feel like Letney, I think, said it was a dad movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we only have two universal not a dad movies, right? You didn't say it was a dad movie? I said it was a dad movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that wasn't universal then. Wait, what was the other universal one? Oh, Little Things. Little Things. Yeah. Little Things. Universally not a dad movie. But like for very yeah. different for very different reasons. And but both of them are also like geared up to be dad movies. They are which is weird. They both were aimed squarely at uh men from eighteen to sixty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the little things was just bad. Yeah. And it was supposed to be good. This was like not good and not supposed to be good. I think I think what we saw is exactly what they intended. Yeah, exactly. Like perfectly. Fun as anything. I think what we see is what the creative team behind, this is the final time, Legendary Pictures, MonsterVerse, in association with Warner Brothers Entertainment, <laughs> intended yes. to put on our screens. It was not meant to be the Avengers. I think it's just another chapter. Yeah. And we're going to get another one in like two years. And then after that, we're going to get another one in like two years. I think they just mean to just keep doing this in the Toho style. Like, just, just put them out every couple yeah. years. Here's a new Godzilla thing. And like, let's deepen the story. And now there's like a telepathic girl. Oh, she okay. communicates with Godzilla. Okay. You know, um, I just I don't think it was meant to be an event. And I think that in the release schedule for HBO Max and theaters being shut down, sort of retroactively, the studios were like, this is an event. It's Godzilla versus Kong. It's the fight to end all fights. And then the movie is not that because, I mean, I don't think they meant it to be. Yeah, but it, it's the it's the idea that this is just another episode that really irritates me because this sort of mentality is what stopped me from from even liking you know MCU superhero movies for a while because it just felt so dull. I hate it when there's a movie like this that's so big, so grand, and then at the end of the day, nothing significant happens. Like it just it just bores me. And I think we'll be touching on that conversation much more in depth when we cover uh, some of the MCU offerings that will come out later this mm. year. I think that'll be a really great place to hash that out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
Um, but from all of us here, I'm Vito. I'm Mike. I'm Jesse. Good night. <laughs>